name is Heather Hosp Coleman, and this is Bowling with Jesus, my podcast that I created back in May, I think it was, because if you anything like me, we laugh with Jesus, we cry with Jesus, we talk with Jesus, and we roll with Jesus. This is my friend, Corey Brooks. We, we, back in the day, we used to play power soccer, which is a sport uh, that I describe as soccer meets bumper cars. <laughs> Definitely. So, um, yeah, um, we used to play together what, five or six years ago, and then I I got pregnant with my daughter, so she told me I couldn't play, obviously, while I was pregnant, and then I reached, we joined the team last February, I think, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but now, now I'm retired, but I, I pop in every now and then, check on him. He's like an assistant coach, maybe. Okay, I'm trying to teach her what I know. Yeah. I'm sorry, what she's being obsessed with, but it's all good now. Are we doing other stuff like this? Sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I was very pleased to get the invite from Heather to actually do this. Yeah. Also, like to talk about you know God and Jesus and my faith is might being in a, with in a, a wheelchair. Yeah, you know, definitely. Me and other. Uh, I had conversations in the past about this during soccer because I uh, was a actually a minor and almost a minor in theology and yes. back at Texas Lutheran, but I missed it by one class. Which school was it? It was Texas Lutheran University. Oh, I couldn't remember. Yeah, I mean, I'm not actually Lutheran, but my background is kind of Catholic, and I'm kind of more non-denominational now that I've gotten older. Me too. Yeah, that's kind of... It's gone. So, do you want to start, or want me to start? You can start. Okay, so... Falling on. So, I wrote this little thing. It's kind of... I got little notes for myself, but... I will try that's not to look at. Like I said, okay, I'm new to this. Mm-hmm. But so basically, it's probably going to take us at least or two or three episodes to get through what I like to call them this topic is God, disability, and the Bible, and kind of like mm-hmm. what it says about it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, me and Heather come from the, 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 the disability community, and... Obviously, a lot of us, I mean, unfortunately, I've kind of mixed emotions and it's kind of negative emotions about the third. Uh, yes. God. A lot of people <laughs> do. Right. I mean, like Heather like said, I mean, a lot of people do. Are, but I don't. We don't. Yeah. No, we personally do not. And there's personally plenty of us that also like to roll with Jesus uh, mm-hmm. to kind of go off the podcast yeah. name. Mm-hmm. But. A lot of people, unfortunately, the majority still are kind of have a negative stigma about religion. I, 
they try to say it's not for them, it doesn't really include them, that one of the famous jokes people have is that it's a stairway to heaven, so you know it's not for us, but... Uh, yeah, that, that used to annoy me. I was like, what about an elevator to heaven? We need an elevator to heaven. And then somebody was like, well, I don't think there's going to be any wheelchairs because we're going to have glorified bodies and different bodies. But I still don't like the idea of a silly... Oh, yeah, I mean, I think that's just a uh, Led Zeppelin song there. That. Yeah, it's a good song. It's just so good. Good song, but like, like Heather said, not, most likely not reality. I mean, yeah. You know, our God's going to basically create whatever he wants. And, but going kind of back to this idea of, you know, religion and disability, first I want to talk about the past because. I watched a few YouTube videos on this, and a lot of people try to say that people there's, the Bible doesn't have a lot to say about disability, but, but apparently that's not really the case. Yeah, I, I mean, you, what to say about disability? Yeah, I mean, you can see even in, in the beginning and sort of in, in, all the way in Genesis when talking about when it talks about Jacob. Mm -hmm. You know, it's Genesis thirty-two twenty. Uh, Verses 22 to 32. I'm not, I'm not able to read all these, but... It talks about... I'll have to paraphrase a little bit, but... That's okay. I paraphrase all the time. I call it the Heather version of the Bible. <laughs> I guess today's going to be the Heather and Corey version. Yeah. It talks about, you know, Jacob, and basically, like... God wrestles Jacob, and he basically... When he says he grabs the hollow of his hip when they're wrestling, basically God breaks Jacob's hip and gives him a hollow the rest of his life. But that's not really who Jacob is. That's Israel. He names this guy the kingdom of God, and this guy is disabled. So clearly they were getting some more disability, even already early on in the Bible, in Genesis. I mean, that's like the first chapter, essentially. Mm -hmm. And then... When we talk about King David, he meets a man, I'm going to mispronounce his name, but I think it's pronounced Methuselah, Methuselah had deformed feet, but David invited him in to sit at his table. Um... I don't know if it was a nightly thing or just a frequency. But that's where we get the um, idea for most of the current um, disabled ministries around the U.S. Yeah, I definitely don't know. That's definitely amazing. Yeah. That's the first character that I just learned uh, about way back in my seminary, seminary days. But then, of course, there were several others. That, that's crazy. Well, I, I know I read even from a YouTube video. I don't know. Unfortunately, I don't exactly have the Bible numbers for it, but I know it's in Exodus also. 
that makes me um, most kind of a bit afraid of somebody who's disabled. Mm-hmm. But God himself is like basically like, suck it up, buttercup. You need to talk to him. Because he basically says, he's my child too. Because remember, it kind of goes back to the image thing. We're all created in God's image. Mm-hmm. No matter what we look like, no matter what our abilities are, our levels. And honestly, the Bible kind of lends itself to sort of saying that these aren't really weaknesses. So, Wait, there are differences, right? But not weaknesses. Um, uh, and the the first book that I wrote is called um, "My My Friends," and I I don't even know if it's still in print, actually. But um, my mother's favorite line from the story is with or without disabilities, there's always room for possibilities. Uh, Yeah, I I have no idea what that has to do with your topic, but I I just felt like it fit. Uh, Definitely it does, because, man... Because I actually, in even lots of videos, I didn't realize when this guy, guy I think his name is, uh, I think his name is like, shoot, where'd he go? My notes. I think it was like Dr. Like, Craig, uh, Jeff McNair. Mm-hmm. He mentioned like a little whole litany. I mean, I, 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 mean, I actually had, uh, you know, watch this YouTube video, but this guy says that. I mean, it's basically we're everywhere in the Bible. We pop up everywhere. Oh, <laughs> Towards the end of my seminary days, which was in the early 2000s, like 2007 or 2008, I met Amy Jacobar, and she was one of the lead, lead theologians on, um, on disabilities. And so she taught at Detroit for a very short time. And then she moved on, moved on to other institutes. Wow, that's, that's definitely impressive. That's amazing you got to meet someone like that. That's... Yeah. Um, and when, uh, when I was first doing research, the name they came up the most was, what was her, um, Nancy Eastman, she, she wrote a book, she has since gone, she's since gone to see Jesus, but she wrote a book called The Disabled God. Uh, you know, actually, you know, actually, I have that book, actually. <laughs> Unfortunately, I'm sorry, I'm one of my other friends, actually, is... Also disabled in a wheelchair, another one. Nah. Nope. She actually told me to read that. Another one from T- uh, another person. Also that went to TIU is the one that told me to read that. Yeah, there were parts of the book that I really liked, and there were parts of the book that I just wanted to burn. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, um, she theorized that God was in wheelchairs, like a, a wheelchair chair. And I, I um, 
I went out loud saying, no, there were no tears like in heaven. At least I hope not. Besides Revelation, we don't know what glorified bodies are going to look like, but we know that they're all glorified bodies, and they're... Well, we're all going to get new names, which I don't know how I feel about because I tend to, to like the name Heather. Maybe you'll get to keep up. Maybe like your nickname. Up there on maybe it'll be like a middle name. Or but hey, you, know, you definitely see history that in the Bible, people change, get their names changed. Yeah. I mean, like, um, you know, you got Jacob's now Israel, and, uh, or is it Peter, or Simon is, well, Peter, I think, is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, Simon becomes Peter. Yeah, Jesus just goes up there and be like, oh, your name is now Peter. Yeah. There's also <laughs> Saul. Oh, yeah, that's that. Yeah. that. Who persecuted, persecuted the Jews. For years and years and years, and then uh, God knocked him on his honey, took away his sight, and then he said, your name is Paul. Mm, that, that's right. We, we talked a lot about Paul uh, mm-hmm. over the break, over the holidays, and when we were trying to, all, all when we were trying to get back into doing this again. Yeah. But yeah, Paul. I mean, he's definitely an interesting character. Well, and by the way, I found a big misconception we have about Paul is that that he completely regained his sight back. I don't think so. According to a lot of experts, he actually struggled with like uh, nearsightedness and astigmatism for the rest of his life, but he still could see. But yeah, but, uh, oh, sorry. For most of his books. But they weren't books, but then most of the letters that he wrote to churches, he had uh, scribes because he couldn't see really, he couldn't see very well to, uh, enough to write, so he would just dictate it to people. Yeah, and again, you see another person that's disabled being a big deal in the Bible. <laughs> And even being a big deal for the period that happens after the Bible, too. Mm-hmm. Because obviously he's going to be quoted a lot in the foundation of the Bible and things like that years later. But, I mean, you'll, you'll see, like, a similar, though. I mean, that's kind of like, you know, even going like the Samson, it says you can kind of see better when he, he, he can see God better when, you know, they took his eyes out. I mean, that's the thing. That's, it took losing his vision to be able to, Thoroughly see God. I think I, I apologize if I got anyone, but the woman who wrote Be Thou My Vision, I think her name was Fanny Crosby. It's been used since, years since I've done research on her, but she became blind. And then years later, wrote that popular hymn. Yeah. Anyway. But, I mean, you'll see him in the Bible itself as a 
A lot of people nowadays, you know, we kind of been a little pampered. We're afraid to. I think people are afraid to suffer, but I mean, when I tell people, I'm like, well, how does God love us of all there's all this suffering? I'm like, well, read the Bible. Like, it, it, the Bible, there's a lot of poverty, pain, suffering. But I don't realize there's also, like, redemption. I mean, if you want to be close to God, if you want to be a religious figure, I mean, look at some of the, even the people that are after the Bible is written, you know, how we got, you know, people like, oh, can't see me on this, but you got people like Joan of Arc, who are basically burnt at the stake just for talking to God. Yeah, uh, I think I forget what the other one was. But yeah, yeah, obviously you have martyrs and things like that, and mm -hmm. I mean, it's just, it's kind of like goes say this isn't a Christian idea, but it sure kind of goes the idea that life is kind of suffering. But it's basically God is your redemption, and He ends your suffering eventually. I mean, you get what do we get? You know, fifty to ninety years on Earth, and then. An eternity and basically blissfulness in heaven. Um, yeah, uh, Johnny Erickson Carter has written several books on uh, suffering um, and joy, and I can't remember the name of the, the book that I read in seminary, but I will look it up for the next episode. It, it has, um, um, it basically says that joy comes along with suffering when, when we believe in Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, I mean, the external factors too, I mean, there's a bad guy in the Bible that definitely wants you to feel that way and feel like nobody's coming for you when there really is somebody coming for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, even Jesus himself, like, suffered for us, too. Because mm -hmm. whenever you think that you, Jesus doesn't know what you felt, he felt pain, he felt mean, and well, basically toward the end he was unable to move, he was, he was thirsty and... Everything imaginable people can think of that they went through, Jesus has gone through. And that's why he knows us so well now. And that's why, I mean, like I said, suffering in the end of the day, it's almost like a badge of honor in the Bible when it comes to God. That's all I got for you today, Heather, but uh, as far as the past, what the Bible says, I mean, I guess next time we'll take it up with the... Uh, the present of what's going on with God and everything. That's a good idea. And what the future holds for us uh, on the disability community as a whole. That's a good idea. Thank you for joining us on episode 11. Please tune in for the next couple of episodes as this Conversation is not gonna stop anytime soon. No way, um, and thank you, and thank you for having me, Heather. Yeah, anytime, and um, and and all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Hmm.